Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Newbie Sisters podcast. In today's episode, we spoke about other options to Japa. Listen, enjoy, share. guys how are you all doing i hope everyone is fine i hope everyone is good evergreen how are you doing i'm okay i mean i feel like it's safe to say happy new month this is going to be the first um episode oh, which yeah, you guys will be listening true. to in this month so happy new month guys i'm okay I'm wait isn't right. that like a nigerian thing the happy new month Honestly, I think so. <laughs> now, when you said it, I'm actually trying to say that. Has anybody here actually like seen me or maybe at work, like on a Zoom call, someone had said, oh, happy new month. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't think I've heard anybody say that. So Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's an enduring thing. Hope you guys have been okay. Hope you guys have been fine. And yeah. I really hope that you guys have been listening and sharing the episode. Because oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's not fair if you guys are not doing that too. Mm-hmm. I said I was going to come with the uh, vex. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, at the beginning of this episode, I'm going, to, I'm going to call you people out. If you've listened and you've not shared it. Hmm. And you're not even liking. Or you're commenting on this side. You're not hey. sharing it in our comment section. Okay. And you're just feeling it to yourself. You're laughing. Hmm. You're having fun. And you're not dropping comments. Hmm. We're watching you people. Even God is watching you. Hmm. okay <laughs> that's all i'm going to say you should just do the needful do the needful so that when when we're recording the next episode we're giving you you know all the praise and all that you would deserve for doing Plus, needful guys we have thought about the content i want to bring up for the next season but i mean we kind of need some motivation. Let's yes, be so yes, we really need motivation. So you need to start liking, dropping comments, sharing, you know, to give us the ginger for the next season. If not, I don't know what's going to happen. That's all I, I don't know too. Mm-hmm. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. Really. Um, so guys, today's um episode was really just it's just going to be like a like a part two to one of the episodes we've done in the past which is the jaguar episode so mm-hmm. we felt to you know that it was important to come here and also share other options if you want to jaguar other than the you know school way because we believe that you know it's not everybody down to jaguar the school way so yeah. yeah yeah plus interestingly from the poll that we put in our insta story um, a lot of people responded to jackpine through non-school way than school way. So we thought, you know, your newbie sisters have got you. You we, say you want something, we come through. We, so you we are here for you. That's why we're saying you should do the needful because if we're coming through for you people like this and you are not coming through for us, it's not fair. It is not fair. Um, so before we go into um the details, I just want to just put a disclaimer out. Yes, please. Guys, we are not immigration consultants. Everything Mm -mm. we're saying to you guys on here is just, you know, what we've just found on our own. We always do recommend that, you know, after listening, this is just, you know, um a guide info. Yeah. Yeah. You should go, you know, to the website, do your research, do research, and you mm-hmm. know, get more detailed um information. But yeah, um, so I think 
before oh, okay. you was, I think one of the things that w- this episode is supposed to do for you is to help you realize that it might seem like a very impossible thing to do, but it's actually not. Mm-hmm. Once you have all of the requirements, you you just you're able to do it. That's all that matters. So don't look at it like something that only a few people can achieve. There are different options that you can explore. We talked about the school one. If at the end of this episode we you've go through all of these options and you feel like ah still doesn't work for me there's still the school option mm-hmm. and as opposed to i don't know if there's an as there's an age restriction for schools in nigeria but uh, bro, nobody really cares your age you just mm-hmm. have to be willing to do the work so just yeah. you know yeah for real like honestly if you really want to do there, there's so many options on that's the truth there's so so many options you just need to do the research mm-hmm. get you know all the things that you need to you know, to make your application and you're good to go. And it's not... start now. Start yeah. now. Yeah. And it's not even like a place where... It's not like in Nigeria where, oh, you know who, like, is who you know that will help you. Feels like I'm constantly dragging Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> this episode. It's not like that. So it's not a matter of, uh, I don't know somebody in, you know, in, in the immigration office or wherever. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. They don't even need to know you. Just You just need to give everything they need. You know, and you're and you're good to go. So inside theory. So hmm, oh yeah, I'm down for <laughs> this one. Go, so talking about knowing somebody, um, I was talking to someone who was sharing an experience. So I, I'm sure you guys remember that in the Jackpot episode, I talked about the first part. I talked about you know a couple of people, a number of people reaching out to me on oh, LinkedIn yeah, and LinkedIn. asking me for yeah. Inside. So this other person too that I was speaking to. I had the same experience as well. And then she said that oh, one of the people that reached out to her said, you know, they've done their pick, they've submitted everything, they've done anything, and they wanted to know if she can do anything. And she was like, Hello. Um, <laughs> wrong place, wrong place, wrong part. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, guys, just X that mentality. Just exit. <laughs> really. I don't do I know somebody. You don't know anybody. No. It doesn't no. work that way. Um, so I was going to start off with asking, um, if it's like, you know, in, in the, in the Jaguar pathway options mm-hmm. that are available for the UK. Yeah. If you can give a numbers to, you know, if you know how many options are available right now, as we're recording another disclaimer guys is whatever we're saying now is as of now, because mm-hmm. Please, I, I've please, realized please. that, you know, so many things are changing every, like yeah. so frequently now. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're saying, even if you've listened and you've gotten guidance from, you know, our recording, you should go in and check and do, you know, research to yourself. Um, but back to my question, um, do you have, you know, an idea of the number of like other options that are available to people that want to, you know, jack or relocate to the UK? So while I have listed out five options here that are available besides the school option, there are a lot more options. However, what I decided to do was to focus on the ones that I know, okay, if you're not going for school, then you need to have some level of skill. Because the other ones that are not listed there are for those that probably have one parent that is British, you know, all of that. Okay. So there's almost like a British connection in that sense to be able okay. to jack her. So I'm not even focusing on those because I imagine that those that have that option would know about it. I exactly. would know how to go about it. So yeah. I'm focusing more on the other options. If you don't have any 
British connection, one of your parents is in British, or you know, you have not lived, one of your grandparents have lived here for a very long time, and then there's some connection that can help you file for citizenship. I'm not doing that. So mm-hmm. the five options that I always said are, are those that possibly because you have a skill, you want to set up a business, you have a creative idea, etc. So okay. those are the options that I've visited and they are five at this okay. moment. That that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Because even here in Canada, too, they have so many, you know, pathways. Even yeah. I think maybe even up to 10 or even more. But I'm mm-hmm. also like streamlining it down to like the ones that I feel would benefit people who are th- that are listening to us. So yeah. I'm going to be focusing on the popular option, which people call like express entry. Mm-hmm. Um so you mentioned that, you know, the options that you have, there are five of them. Are mm-hmm. there like similarities in all these five options or no? Oh, there are similarities, actually. Um, do you want me to just go into details already? Yeah, you can go okay. into details. So um, the most common one after the school one is the skilled worker one. And you would find that a lot of people in specific professions have been able to um, immigrate using this specific option so you find for example that those that work work in multinationals those that work in one of the big fours have been able to move to the uk because of the nature of their work and the shortage of skills in this specific area so what this then means is to begin with under this immigration route which is known as the the skilled worker visa is that you have a specific skill that is um, lacking here in the UK, you have mm-hmm. an employer that needs that specific skill, and that employer has a certificate of sponsorship. So it means that you have found a vacancy in this organization that fits the skill set that you have. You've applied there, you've gone through the interview process, and then you've been given an offer of employment. Mm. In doing those conversations for the interviews, you've also talked about the fact that you don't have the rights to work in the UK. I was going to say that I, I, is, you're supposed to actually let them know during the interview yeah. process, right? Okay. Typically, typically for for many of the employers, they tend to ask upfront because I imagine they've had a lot of applications from people from across the globe mm-hmm. that don't have the right to work. But even if they don't bring it up, it's your responsibility to bring yeah, you it up because. Tell them. I would even say upfront because you don't want to go through the only process. process and then yeah. at the end, the you only thing they can't say, oh, sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Just tell them my head, do So, yeah, exactly. Don't. Exactly. So, you need to be, they, after going through that process, they need to have the certificate for sponsorship. So, um, usually, once an employer tells you, oh, they are fine, they can sponsor you, it means that they probably know the process, they know how to sponsor you, they know how to give you a certificate of sponsorship. Not all organizations in the uk have a certificate of sponsorship so if you're unsure if okay this company that i want to apply to i don't know if you have you should go on the gov.uk website ah, which lists okay. all the companies every single one of them that has a certificate of sponsorship is there is it possible for a company to have you know that certificate of sponsorship and mm-hmm. still not want to sponsor people oh yes it's very okay. possible because you have to think of the fact that they may think that okay this specific role that one of you can be done um, with someone that is a resident or already has a work permit in the UK. And because they, they specific amount that they have to pay for it. So it's probably thinking that, um, is this worth bringing this person here? Can we all mm. find somebody, you know, within the country, someone that already has a right to work? So there are various roles. You can have a company that has sponsored 
other people, for example, from Nigeria, from India, you know, wherever. But for the specific role that you're interested in, they may not be willing to sponsor if they feel that it's not enough. Additionally, not all professions, not all roles are eligible for sponsorship because there's a specific cap of income that you have to earn for you to be able to apply for those roles. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You see you pull on this thing, <laughs> your your styles of doing things. Ah. Yeah, so you have to be paid a specific minimum salary depending on the type of work that you do for you to wow. then qualify. Yeah, for that for that specific role. Also, just as the Governors UK has a page where they list all the companies, they equally list all the roles, but and the, the minimum yes, the minimum pay that is required per role. So you also need to check to verify because hey. if you're applying to a company where or is their first, this is the first set of sponsorship that you're doing, they may not know and you don't want to have gone through that process and then realize and that realize. your visa will be denied. Because while they may not know, I mean, I provided you with a certificate of sponsorship. If, you're, if your income doesn't meet the minimum um, requirements, it will be denied. Wow. Yeah. So, so you wait, need, yeah, because this type of visa is sort of like sponsored by the company that you're going to be working for. So is that kind of like written on your on the visa that is, you know, put in your um, the counterfoil that is put in your passport? Is it is, will the company name be there saying, oh, this is no, 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 no. It's ah. just a category of visa. It's just the same way you apply for your student visa. You just mm-hmm. have a student visa. It doesn't show you the name of the university. Okay. No, does it show you the duration or does yours show? No, no, no. So on okay. the on the counter file, uh, on no. the counter for no, it doesn't it doesn't have it on there. Another mm-hmm. question I have is, and I feel like maybe people listening might yeah. be thinking the same, mm-hmm. is um if you come in sponsored by company A and you get to the UK, you know, you work for them say four months and then for typical uh, Africans or maybe I, was, I should say I Nigerian, was going to get that. I know where you're going. I was going to get you, to that. Yeah, yeah, like you know what? We're here to secure the bag. Okay, mm-hmm. I've you know kind of like I'm, I'm used to the system now. I think I can you know move to another company. You want to start mm-hmm. looking for another job? Mm-hmm. Does that like does that have any impact on the fact that you were sponsored by company A? If you get mm-hmm. another job with company B, how yes. does that work? So how it works is. You need to, where, wherever you're going to, you know how, for example, you, you have a current job mm-hmm. and, you're moving, and you're looking for other jobs. You don't quit your current job once you get the next job. Once you one, get the right? next job, yeah. Good. The same thing applies. So once you're in the current role that has been sponsored by a specific company and you're continuing in that role and you decide, you know what, I want to move somewhere else, that's fine. But somewhere else also needs to have a certificate of sponsorship. Oh. Because what then happens... Hey, here am I thinking that oh, you're already in the country. No, so <laughs> because you know how many people would do that and just move around. So what mm. needs to happen is because by the time you are changing employer, you also have to inform the home office that there's been a change in your status in terms of your employer. However, the new one that I'm going to new company I'm going to, they're fine sponsoring me as well. So those guys also you need to have in mind those guys need to have started your visa application. Before you leave these people, because the moment, the moment you inform the home office, the moment your employer informs the home office that this person that they is are leaving us, yeah, you already need to be on the new visa. You oh, already need to be wow. on the new one. Yeah, yes. so, see the see the the gems that were dropping for you. <laughs> you need to, otherwise, just stay where you are. So what you need to do, for example, 
with your current employer, the period of notice that you have to give them is three months. And you've had a conversation with the new guys. Let them know that right now, I, I kind of want you to start the application process. So mm-hmm. by the time I'm done with my, my um, period of notice here and I'm moving to you guys, I'm already on the new visa. Be- the thing about that is you don't want a time lag. This is because on this visa, after working continuously for five years, mm. you can apply for indefinite leave to remain, which means that you might as well be <laughs> a citizen. So you don't mm. want to it make shows that, that your mistake. passport has not changed. Yeah. So mm. within, after the indefinite leave, indefinite leave to remain, sorry, after one year, you can apply for then your citizenship. So it's important that you don't have that lag. And you have to be very careful about that. And if you feel like, okay, you're just, it's not so bad. You might as well just stay there for the five years, apply for the indefinite leave to remain and just move on. So the visa they give you when, mm-hmm. like, when that sponsorship whole thing clicks, how, like, how many years is on that visa? Is it so five years? or No, 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 it's not five years. So, you know, you, you have the one that is in the past where you come here and you pick out your BRP, your British resident permit, right? Okay. And so that one is different for 2.5 years approximately okay so when you then have to renew just once if you remain with the same employer during that period you didn't have to renew your visa one time okay by when you're renewed by the one time sorry when you're renewing the first time that takes you for the next 2.5 years which then makes which up the five, five years, years. Okay. Yes. okay yeah okay makes sense so i mean it's possible for example i have a friend who went through the same process of changing an employer however when it was moving, it was when it was renewing, it was still with his first employer, right? So yeah, just mm. newly renewed the visa when it changed employer. So what he had to do was the same thing. Although he's renewed, he just has to inform them too. Because the thing about it is, with this, let me use an example of the school one. So you're on a student visa. Yeah. You complete your studies. So even if your visa says that, um, or is valid up until, let's say, January of 2023, Okay. However, you just finished in September of 2022. Your institution will inform the home office that this person who was a student has completed their studies. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. That's what that's because you know that there's also a part from the institution to ensure that's one of the requirements for them to keep being able to sponsor students to come, come to the UK. It's the same thing with the employers as well. They obviously would not want to have a bad record for when they want to bring in more people. So you have to inform the home office that there's been wow. a change. By informing the home office that there's been a change, of course, they won't automatically just end your visa at that point. Mm-hmm. They'll give you like 60 days grace to try to like figure things out. That's why at a point of changing employers, you want to already you have, have to. done that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And this skilled worker pathway, is it is it for you know just England or is it all through the UK? So like the other like yes, countries, it's UK, not just England. Okay, it's I don't know why in my head I was thinking I was like, hmm, what if it's just for UK? No, right, no, no, so that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, are there like you know apart from, I mean, I guess the the you've kind of spoken to the requirements for you to mm-hmm. be able to actually apply for it is you have to get a job from yes. a um, um, a company that has certificate of sponsorship yes and just the 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 salary also have to meet that minimum, minimum salary for that yeah. role mm-hmm. um all the best guys who all you put down school to the uk all the yeah. best 
I think the next, the, the close, the one that is also similar to that is the one for health and care worker visa. So it's, it's similar to the skilled worker. It's just that this one is specifically for health and care workers. So okay. it's for professionals that have, um, that in medical sector and what they have to do, what this allows them to do is to come stay in the UK, work, uh, with an, work doing an eligible job. Um, with the NHS or in adult social care. So all the requirements that I listed for skilled worker also apply. It's the same. So you, you have to have gotten a job, you need to meet the mm. minimum requirements, you need to have a certificate of sponsorship, etc. So yeah. Okay, so for this healthcare um route, um, is it just the NHS that is going to employ them? No, no, no. So it might be NHS or those that are that have a link or doing similar things to the NHS in that oh, sense. Okay. Okay. Yes. But yeah. the thing is, there are specific um there are specific I would say institutions, organizations um that are approved by the UK to be able to sponsor somebody. Do you understand? Okay. So the list of I'll say hospitals or medical centers, for example, will be on the UK web gov.uk website as well. Okay. So all you just need to do is to check. But I also imagine that there's no employer that will give you an offer of employment, knowing fully well that they can't sponsor you. Because one of the requirements that you have mm. to put with your visa application is the certificate of sponsorship. Oh, and right. there's no way they will get the certificate of sponsorship if they are if not approved. They are not approved. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, okay okay that 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 definitely makes sense all right okay so i will speak to um the similar like name okay that we have here <laughs> in, um, in canada yeah. so for everyone listening um for some time now i think since december 2020 um Canada Immigration, Refugees and Citizenships Canada have stopped, had stopped doing, you know, a particular draw that they use in picking talent to come oh, to yeah, Canada. Yeah, I heard about that. So they stopped since December 2020. But guys, this, this episode is coming to what? you in good timing because there is good news. The good news is that they're starting those program draws July 2022. So wow, guys. you guys have, it's, guys. this episode is, is very timely. If you're not in the pool, what are you doing? Exactly. So if you're not yet in the pool, as you're listening to this episode, once you're done, go and do extra research and start gathering your things to enter the pool. Because if you're not in the pool, if you're not, please, I also hope you have written your IELTS. Exactly. I'm not even in Canada, but I know what's happening, guys. You get. So um, the difference between, um, you know, the, so in Canada, the most popular option of, you know, immigrating is through what they call the um, express entry. Um, so under the express entry, I mean, like I said, it's a popular route. They have three major, um, you know, pathways on that. But the the common one, especially for people that are outside of Canada, there are two of them. So one is federal skilled worker. Yeah. And the other one is federal skilled trade. So I'll be speaking oh, right. more to um, the federal skilled worker version. So okay. um, this one is for, you know, people that have, foreign work experience so unlike in the uk where you know they have specific jobs that are in demand no it's not the same with the federal skilled worker they just need you to have some foreign work experience so there isn't like a list of jobs that are in demand that you really have to have experience in and also you don't need to have done an interview you don't need to have like you know a job job offer offer or anything like that you just need to be able to meet certain criterias i'm interested in those criterias 
Yeah. So the first thing would be there is a language requirement. The language requirement is in Canada, the official languages are English and French. So mm-hmm. you have to prove that you can speak, write, read, and, you know, you can listen, listen, you know, in, in any of the official language. So for most people that are from countries where the official language is English, then you need to write exams like IELTS. So if you're French, they are French um, equivalent uh, right. exams. So my best, like the best bet is check on, you know, um, IRCC, which is Immigration, Refugees and Citizenships Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> you need to check the website and see the <laughs> approved, um, you know, um, exams that you need to write. So for these exams, there are like, you know, there's like a band number that you're supposed to have. Now, those- sorry, to, before you continue, I know for the IELTS, um, IELTS there's the an academic version and there's a general version. Yes, thanks for bringing that out. <laughs> Actually, having noted down that, <laughs> do not write the academic one. It's the right. general version that is needed for these, um, for, um, for the federal skilled worker mm-hmm. um, pathway. The second requirement that I would speak to is proof of funds. So actually, before I move to proof of funds, if you have an IELTS right now, like an IELTS exam that you've written, if it's not older than two years, you're fine. But if it's older than two years, you need to write another one. But, but, but what are the specific score that you get in each category? So if I, I, I so to get IR, to get IR numbers, like, I think I should go back and say for you to enter the pool, mm-hmm. for you to even be picked. One of the key things is there is um, a bunch of things that you need that you'll be scored on. So your mm-hmm. English exam, your work experience, your yeah. age, all of those things are things. Are you married? Um, do you have a sibling that is a Canadian or a, a permanent resident in Canada already? All of yeah, these your academic things. qualification, I think. Your, so. ac- your academic qualification, do you have just, you know, a college de- um, diploma, a, mat- uh, a bachelor's degree or a master's degree? A All of these things. Or a PhD. Oh, <laughs> for the people that are doing PhD, they, they just have to bring it up. Yes, or oh, PhD. Fine. <laughs> so you will be assessed on this. In how many years of work experience do you have? Was it one year? Is it two? Is it three? All of okay. these things are how you're going to be scored. So for each of these um, um, categories. categories, you get, you know, a score mm-hmm. uh, assigned to you. Your English exam or your French exam as well also have like, you know, points associated with them. So Sorry, I, to cut you, can you write what an English and a French exam? You can. You actually okay. will get extra score oh, if you have both um, exams. Yes. Wow. It's something that people that, um, I've not been able to get higher um, score. Like, mm-hmm. so there's something called CRS. So that's the comprehensive ranking score, uh, which is okay. how a ranking system rather, which is the number, the total, like an accumulation of all those, um, all those different um, categories I've mentioned. They had all the scores for each of them. So for some people that after adding everything, their score is still like very low. Maybe they're seeing like 200 or 300 or 400. You know, some people there are other options that you can take to try and boost your score. So for people that are really close to having like a, an okay score, they, they can do a French exam. People that need huge, <laughs> you know, difference to be added to their score. Yeah. Do provincial nominations. So there are different ways to which you can kind of like improve Increase. 
yeah like birth, increase yeah. your chance because the way this draw thing works is so when they want to do a draw every like i said everybody's in the pool you know they before covid and the pandemic and everything they used to do this draw like every two weeks oh really know? so they'll pick you know for every two weeks we don't know how they choose this number they choose a number as to <laughs> what would be the minimal the minimum um score for that particular draw and they do a draw so everybody that has that minimum number and above will mm. get chosen to they'll get something called it invitation to apply that is mm-hmm. when you actually then get to apply so like i was saying earlier you know you have to write your i um ielts and what i've come to realize is because to boost your chances of getting higher numbers these scores for each of those listen listening um, writing reading reading and speaking has speaking, to be yeah. really high mm-hmm. so sometimes people have to even write this exam more than once to be able to achieve you know a good mm. number but that's one of the key you know requirement that's one of the things that you get scored on to be able to enter the pool um the other thing is that you need to also be aware of is you need to have you know a certain number of money so proof of funds they expect hmm. that when you're moving to Canada, you're moving to yeah. a totally new place. You're most likely not going to have a job right away. Wait, they don't yeah. want you to come and be like a nuisance and mm-hmm. you start asking, you know, for support from the government. You need to have at least a decent amount of money yes. to cater for your rent, your feeding for some months before yeah. you get a job. So as of right now, mm-hmm. um, the proof of funds for one person is 13,213 um, 13, Canadian dollars. Oh, wow. So it's not cheap. Nah. It is not. <laughs> and it varies, you know, per the number of people in that application. Plus so, the exchange rates. You're not talking exactly. about the exchange rates. <laughs> Plus the exchange Guys, the exchange rate is not smiling at oh my all. God. So, um, for instance, you know, Per extra person joining that you're mm-hmm. adding to your application, the number increases. Um, oh, wow. I, I have it for here that um, for a family of three, so husband, wife, and maybe and one, one child. kid, yeah. it's sixteen thousand four hundred and forty nine dollars. Oh, so more. that's approximately oh, sixteen five hundred. And this is not your application fee. They need to see this in your account that you have this money in your account. How you long know, do you need to have had the money for in your account? They don't have a specific number of times which you should have have it but the mm-hmm. on there on the website you stated that you know equity on property cannot be accepted like they need to see official mm-hmm. like you know bank statement like the money is liquid enough liquid, like it's yeah not, it's not like oh i have the, tied up in some investment mm-hmm. it has to be like okay. liquid enough because mm-hmm. if you're going to move if you get approved, you need to have liquid cash to be able to move as quickly as possible. Yeah. So that being like the second key thing. The mm-hmm. other key thing is um the skilled work experience. Because like I said, it's it's a skilled worker pathway. You need to have some sort of experience. So Canada has um a system to which they've been able to like, you know, list different occupations. Mm. Um the 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 website to which you can find it is um nas- it's, i think the whole thing is called national occupation classification it's called noc okay so they've grouped you know the type of um jobs that qualify for you know this that's eligible for this skilled worker program to be so NOC. it's not all jobs that you can just it's not all jobs to apply oh really no so jobs that typically would 
be a, that would make you eligible has to be job that require like a degree like a bachelor's mm. degree or mm. at, at the very least right so not a a a a job where in this country an high school student can do it that doesn't mm. count mm. you know so you so, can't apply using like having worked as a waiter for like two years or something no that would that wouldn't count fair enough so they group them and so they fall into noc zero a and b so noc c are the ones that like an high school student can can do yeah so um you need to have at least one year work experience so i believe okay mm-hmm at least one year but the way this thing works is for instance someone that has a bachelor's degree the number of score you get in education is lesser than someone that has a master's degree someone that has a master's degree score would most likely be lesser than someone that has a phd so if you have a one-year experience your score might be lesser than someone that has two three years so all of these is same thing with your age like the older you are you know the lesser the points you get as well because i mean if you're already like in your forties, it means that the number of years you have to work, you know, in the country is less. Next thing you're retired. So the older you are, the lesser the points you get as well. So if you are young, this is the time. Oh, this is the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, for education, you need to have, you know, um, it, it's either a foreign education or um, a Canadian uh, degree. So if you have a foreign education, you'd need to, you know, assess your education because Canada doesn't know your education now, your university education standard, et cetera. So there mm. are companies that, you know, accredited companies or qualified companies for this type of assessment. So right. no one that is very popular that everybody use for this educational, you know, assessments is called WES. Oh yeah, um, I read a WES. Yeah, so I know it's very popular. I asked someone recently that, had used West for, you know, their own document accreditation. They told me that it takes up to about two months sometimes, you know, for oh, you wow. to get from them. So that's why, see, I'm telling you that this episode is coming to you guys very timely because why in May? Fe- that's wow. the first thing. You need if to get started now, now. That's the first thing you should just go and do. Yeah. Go to their website, get all the details of the things you need, how much it will cost, etc., and quickly submit your documentation because the next thing is to book IELTS appointment. Exactly. Next thing is book IELTS because this pathway, you don't need to have a valid job. You don't need to go through an interview. When you get here, you you can do that. Or even when you get approved before you move to Canada, once you've gotten you know, your approval, you can then start applying for jobs. And at least mm. you know at that point that you know and it, you know the exact date you are coming in. But yeah, you get on it because if, if, you know, assessing your education is going to take two months you might as well get on it now so right that's true you should go quickly start do start you know getting your documents together and like anyone said ielts is the next thing and i don't know you know where everybody is i don't know yeah. how how many you know um approved slots are available you oh, know yes. are available approved, how many yeah. slots are available so the earlier mm-hmm. you jump on it and i'm sure that a lot of people that are interested in canada's um express entry already knows that draws are starting in july so for people mm. that have been holding back a lot of people are going to start rushing everything they need to yes get together so plus you don't even know if you're going to write it once and then get all the scores you want or you, you need, need to, write to it rewrite again. it again so these are the these are the issues honestly <laughs> <laughs> these are the issues because even i i had to write um english exam i wrote it twice the first mm-hmm. time 
I was like, I think 0.5 away from the score that I wanted. Oh. You can imagine how very painful it was for me. So for someone like me, I know my strength. I know that to see writing is not my strength. <laughs> so when I was preparing for it, I kept trying, I kept trying, I kept trying. So if you know what you're good at, just mm. there's so many, you know, um, past questions or whatever they call it, study guides that you can yes. get to practice for it. And that thing, guys, when you're preparing for this exam, don't just prepare by going to the study it. path. Don't wing it. Yeah. Time yourself. Treat yourself like you're in an exam situation, mm. like in an exam scenario. Time yeah. yourself because if you're not timing yourself, you might be good at answering those questions, but you might be someone that takes extra time in answering oh, the yes. question. You read it like That's 10 true. times. So you need to put yourself in exam situations while you're practicing. So um, the last thing I was going to um, speak to as well was the application fee. Other than the fact that you need to have you know, 16,000 <laughs> Canadian dollars in your account just sitting down there. You need to also have your application fee, and that's not cheap too. Depending, mm. that one also is also depending on you know the number of people in the application. Oh yeah. So for per person, it's one thousand three sixty five Canadian dollars. Oh wow, it's not cheap. The only people that is um a bit lesser for is if you have a dependent child that is I think less than eighteen, um it's going to be like two hundred and thirty dollars for the child. But for our adults, in addition to yours now, yes, in addition to yours. Oh, in addition well to you is you that want to come to better place? Well, no. <laughs> so it is very key that you start as early as possible again like i said the draws nobody knows what how they choose the minimum number spot draws and one of the things that they've not announced to us as well is they've not said if they are going back to it being or every two weeks or if it's going to be once a month so nobody knows you know how many chances you have so the earlier you get into the pool the better for you because I'm sure they sometimes would have like you know tie etc where there are a certain number of people that have exact number and maybe they've reached their cap etc so just be in the pool that's oh, all yes. I would say be in yes. the pool but also aim high for the score because aim very I mind, high I imagine that if they have a pool of people that have similar score they will try to raise it um very high I, just so that they I'm only able to take as many people as they want. Because the thing is, if I have 100 people in the pool that all have 50 below, but the only people that I want are 10 people, right? You raise and the score. Yeah, I'm going to raise it because you I only want the 10 people. Yeah. You definitely raise the bar. Mm. So try to do as much as you can to make sure you have, you know, a higher number. So I know that there are going to be a group of people that you know they've done everything they can they even have french exam the IELTS scores are top notch mm. they, they have a master's degree or even a phd they've done everything they can but their numbers are still just not adding up and there's literally nothing they can do in the normal pathway something else that you can do is get provincial nomination how so, easy is it to get it and i'm just going to get into this <laughs> the truth is you know, the different provinces and territories in Canada have their own specific pro- uh, provincial nomination and it varies from province to province. Okay. Some province might require to have a job, you know, from... Oh, really? Like, so, honestly, it varies from province to wow. province. So, you just need to do your research on the different provinces, which one of them have, you know, requirement that you think you are able to meet up with. I know... um. I, I, I didn't do 
you know, detailed research into each of the provinces and territories mm-hmm. because we have mm-hmm. 10 provinces and three territories. That's oh, wow. and they all have special, like, you know, different kind of pathways yeah. um, for their provinces. So you you can do, you know, those re- uh, researches and figure which one out. I do know that um, the provinces of um, Saskatchewan, you know, is one of the provinces that I don't think you need a job in the in the province. But okay, the thing that's with, good. Yeah, the thing with provincial nominations, however, is you can't get provincial nomination from a province and say after you come, you don't want to stay in that province. The reason why I don't get why won't you stay there? So, so the reason why those provinces are doing their own, you know, mini kind of pathways is because they want to contribute to their own economy. And I mm, get it. Fair but enough. Most times when people moved from at least most Nigerians that I know that are moving to Canada, is either they're in Ontario or they're in Alberta. Those are like the oh, two main provinces that most of them go to. So there are some provinces that a lot of people or immigrants move straight to while some don't get you know as much like that so they're trying to boost their own economy too and get you know skilled people so that's the thing with provincial nomination when you move you have to stay in that um you have to stay in that specific um province so some of them they have paper based but honestly just do your research you know in to find which province you have you know they are most likely going to be eligible for etc and you know take you from there but the key things regardless of you are doing provincial nomination or not you need to go and you know assess your degree you need to write ielts and get it you know moving but oh, yeah th- that's like the the major one there's the trade version which honestly is that one have specific trades Oh, really? Um, yeah, has specific trades that they want people in for. On the website, you see the list of trades um, that they Sorry. need people for. Before you go on to the trade one, I know that when you were talking about the federal skilled worker one, yep. you talked about age, the specific age that you can apply or maybe ones that impact on your your scores, your CS. Yeah. CS- CRS. CRS score. <laughs> CRS, guys, sorry. CRS score. Is there a specific age where it becomes like your number just drops? I, I've heard, I honestly, I don't know um, in particular, but I've heard people say once you are above 30, above 30, your scores kind of like, like you're starting to be in a disadvantaged position or something like that. So one thing check. that I want to ask though. So, you know, I, I know that there will be a category of people mm-hmm. that, had been in the pool before Canada shut down the draws or they yeah. just put that on hold. So if at the time of being in the pool, I'd already obviously gotten a specific number based on all the requirements that you just listed. Yeah. Right. And let's assume that at the time I was 29. So things were still in my favor, right? Now that I'm now 30, <laughs> what's going to happen to this girl? You know, I've actually heard stories of people like that. So first thing, uh, let me just also mention is there is like an expiry date of you being in the pool. So whether you you check all the boxes or not, after one year, if they've not done draws or they've done draws and you just didn't get selected, you know, you're out of the pool. But it was not my fault that COVID happened now. My dear, you just have to <laughs> enter the pool again. There's no cap oh, as wow. how many times you can be in the pool. Um, however, I think 
you know the whole process of feeling the whole things again etc like oh, it's, and especially when it's beyond you like you've been in the pool you're not the reason you don't you're not the reason why they didn't do draws mm-hmm. you know for the past you know one year and a half so they've not yeah. been doing draws since december 2020 it's not your fault wow so for sure long. there are people that were in the pool before that december 2020 they've clearly expired like their profile has expired they most likely oh, have had to like sucks. create a new profile so that's the thing and i've heard like you know part of you know the sad thing that people have been ranting about with it is also because of that age thing so there are people mm. that have you know they had higher score and then they turned 30 and they lose some points oh you know and it's not <laughs> sometimes these things are beyond us so yeah yeah You're that's right. um that's 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 the thing you know i would then say that if if as a couple you applied initially and like evergreen said your profile expired and it was the husband that applied maybe he's then turned older and because of his age he just drops you might want to explore having the wife as the, the wife. primary applicant and then you as a dependent like forget yeah. patriarchy or any of those things it's about getting the score that you need exactly this one is not patriarchy anything no the only thing though in those situations is because i want to believe that if one person was like you know the principal applicant the other person would you don't need to do much honestly you are just a secondary person mm. you your your ielts score might not be great you know you are fine because you're not the principal applicant but when things are having to switch around if it's the wife that is now going to be the principal applicant then boy you have to Make sure I mean, that's what they have to too. do, right? <laughs> I mean, because if if the wife be doing the IELTS will mean that they get a higher score than what they currently have, then you might as well explore it, except you don't want to go again. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you should pick your pick your struggle. I like like um even for when Anina was speaking, she said do your research. All the yes. way is just you know guidelines. Like mm-hmm. mentioned for this skewed trade version, I'm sure there might be people in Nigeria that might be eligible for this. I don't think they do draws for uh, that include skewed trade maybe as often. I I don't know. I'm not sure. But one thing to know about skewed trade is there are specific you know trades trades that fall mm. into it. So you just have to check to be sure that your trade is on there. You might be thinking, ah, okay, so people that, you know, are just doing, you know, Andy walk and stuff, and then you can, you can move it. Check to be sure that you fall into, mm. into the group before jumping, um, you know, for joy. But those are like the, the major ones I think are key for people from outside of um, Canada. I know they have a pathway for people that are inside Canada, but so just as you talk about the trade one, we have something similar, but it's known as the innovator visa. So this mm-hmm. one allows individuals to come to the UK, set up and run an innovative business. But it mm-hmm. must be something that is different from anything else in the market. Ha. You might be a creative no. person, an innovator, you know, come up with something new. You have to come. But the thing, there's also a condition, of course, because I imagine that people will have wild uh, ideas. I will come with ideas. People are uh, up. Uh, is see? it not to be creative? We'll come yeah. up with this. That's it. You see why? Anyways, <laughs> because of that reason, there is an endorsing body and <laughs> you know that, uh, there's nothing about our own. Of course. <laughs> of course. So you need to, first of all, your business idea must be endorsed by an approved body. And the list of the approved body also exists on the gov.uk website. So you need to check those as well. 
once you've met all the criteria, then you can apply for it. And then you can stay in the UK for up to three years. The good thing oh, about this one, three years. the good thing about this one compared to the skilled worker is that after three years, you can apply for indefinite leave to remain. There's oh, no, exactly. So you don't have to the, wait for five years. No, you also don't have to don't worry have to about move. changing employers because it's your business. It's your idea. Yes. However, as you're doing that business, you cannot go and work for another. You can't work outside your business. You have to focus on your business. So there's nothing like, oh, you know how people would have like a nine to five and then they'll mm. have a business as side also. Mm-mm. So yeah. your business is not your side also. It's yeah. not. It's, it's your, your full. It's, it's your, your full. full. It's your also. full also. And you can't so, have a side business. No, because the thing is, you know that these are, I'll call them independent contractors. So if, for example, I'm providing a service to an organization in the UK mm. and then I do an awesome job and then they offer me that, why don't you come and work with us part-time? Permanently or maybe even part-time. Eh, your visa is going to be... Co- co- so you can't be making extra money by getting a full-time job. That's why or... your idea needs to be very innovative because it can fetch you all the money that you want. So why not? So people be thinking very deeply. Need to come up with innovative, innovative <laughs> ideas that will be able to sustain you. Exactly. You exactly. And the thing about it is the visa application fees are currently, like we said, you need to check the website regularly because this um, cost keeps changing. Currently, it's £8,036 to apply. Hey! And for every partner... No, sorry, not for every partner, of course. For the partner that he wants to add on and children, it costs an extra £1,036 per person. So per child, pounds. per dependent... Pounds! <laughs> it's all you're saying, pounds the for Nigerian me. me is screaming because <laughs> I know this exchange rate. <laughs> it's, really, it's nothing that is very easy. My dear, jump it is expensive. That's too. the thing. That's the thing. So that's another option. Another one that is also similar to what she said is um the startup visa. The startup mm, visa I think they have something like that too in Canada. Mm, the startup visa allows you to set up an innovative business in the UK. Then there's no cap of you know, you used to be doing you know innovative, but the thing is there's also a body that needs to verify. That your idea kind of makes sense. All of that. Oh, still be a body. Yeah. However, for this one, you can only stay for two years. Yeah. You, now that two years with my business. That two years. Let me. That that's bringing money to the economy. You know the innovator visa, right? After three years, you can then apply for indefinite. For this one, after two years, if your business is not fully set up, and maybe you have not found an alternative or something. No, for this one, it's like you switch to an innovator visa, um, innovator visa because okay, your business is set up, it's doing excellently well. Um, if you're doing really well, typically you should be able to get the approval from the endorsed body, you know, all of that switch. Or you find a full-time job that has um, what is a certificate of sponsorship. Because otherwise, after these two years, sister and brother. You have to go back with your business to where you came from. To where you came from. <laughs> That's it. Do you know that as you're even saying this is I'm I'm trying to compare in my head that so which one is easy? There's <laughs> honestly no, no problem. None of these parts is easy because no I'm like one. people that listen, they'll be like, ah, so I'll do IELTS, I'll do uh yeah. assessment of my education. And then mm-hmm. on the UK front, if you want to come as a skilled worker, then that means you need to do uh interviews, mm-hmm. etc. And everything. There's honestly no easy way. Yes. Now, the thing about this one is, as opposed to the innovator one, where you cannot do another job alongside your business, this one allows you to, because, you know, 
the the idea is that you don't already have this business you're trying to set it up so i imagine that with the endorsed body you are giving them a business pitch where they think is viable and it's something that can be done within the period that you say you want to do it however you know if things are not really going as you plan for anybody who is a business owner you know how rough yes, how people even some business, small businesses are to close close exactly so you're allowed to do another job while you're oh. working yeah setting up okay. your business ah, because yeah. i'm like how will you be paying mm. rent however you cannot extend this visa you can't even extend it for another two years then that can you if you are still on this visa after the two years you have to already be thinking of another already option. pressure two years two years is not foul exactly Huh. That's what I always say for the graduate visa. If you guys remember in the previous episodes where we talked about it, where we said for the graduate visa in the UK, yeah, if you've done a master's, bachelor's or master's, you can apply for a graduate visa that lasts for two years or after, for, after a page, you get three years. But the thing is, those two years go by fast. They go by so So quickly. if you're not already gotten an employer with an innovator, um, sorry, with <laughs> a certificate of sponsorship or a certificate of a business, off maybe as country. you're entering that two years, you start writing IELTS and switch, <laughs> switch to Canada. Maybe that, that's I just move on because, hey, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm just like, because here in Canada, that type of um visa that you're saying, like when you mm. finish here, it's three yeah. years. And you know that I'm actually just like as you're saying, I'm like, even the three years, if we close your eyes and open it three years, it's ago. gone. It's gone. Guys, I mean, when did you just say happy new year? Look at where are we now? My dear, me. Hmm. I'm so to half year <laughs> looking at us like this. My dear. <laughs> time time goes by so quickly, you guys. What if I know that I want to talk about? So I want to talk about this song for the sake of ah, this UK guys can be so so mean and then you see the very <laughs> let, me, let me go into it so there's this new one that has just been um introduced and is known as the high potential individual visa uh-uh am i potential of course of course you are <laughs> this one allows high skilled foreign university graduates to come or stay in the UK for two to three years, depending on their degree level. And you also have graduated within the last six to seven years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where's now, the caveat? Because I'm like, it can't wait. be that easy. Yeah, also, you wouldn't even need a job offer or a sponsorship. Uh-uh, my guy. Yeah. However, however, guys, there's a list of universities that has been compiled annually. And it comprises of the top 50 institutions in the world ranking system. In the world ranking. So, you know what, Edna, at this point, I'm like, <laughs> why, why did you even start this conversation? Why did you start with this uh, part? You, you started with giving us hope. Even me, I'm happy for the listeners. They are. You don't need job offer. You, you see those universities, the greatest of the greatest. In exactly. the mod. In the mod. Top 50 <laughs> in the world. World ranking. The greatest of the greatest investors in the in the mod. <laughs> I need you know that after after we finish, after this episode, I am going to go and search for the list where they have the list of universities. Oh no, I can run you through it. No, it's not a problem. We have. Is there the, any Nigerian university? Wait now, let me tell you first before you ask me. We have the Caltech, we have the Columbia, the Cornell, the Duke, we have Harvard, John Hopkins. Are you we have the names that this girl is mentioning? We have McGill, Northwestern, NYU. We have Princeton, Stanford. We have British Columbia. These are we Ivy have, League schools. Um, we have Melbourne University, Pennsylvania, Tokyo, Toronto, Yale. 
I just ran three, but that kind of gives you a sense of what's happening there. Mm. My point is, see, this is why I'm even talking about I'm ranting. My point is, you can't have gone to any of these unis and be looking and for, be looking for how you want to jack her. Yeah, because you'll be all cake in uh, globally. What are we been talking about? Like guys will be looking for you, don't even have to do too much. So I'm like, yo, might as well not have introduced this um, like option to begin with. There because I don't see we, we like how is this of help to anybody. Mm. She are giving me all the good news at the beginning saying, oh, I just need to finish from, you know, I still need to get job offer, mm. blah, blah, blah. You just put caveat. <laughs> Top 50 in the world. Ah. Sorry, guys. Even me, I was happy for you because you're listening, you know, but this is just a bummer. Hmm. The thing about what I also like is if you had gone, if you had um, gone to UK University, say in the last six or seven years, like I talked about, and maybe at the time when you did for example a master's you couldn't apply you couldn't even apply for a graduate visa then so you went back home and you feel like oh you want to come back he doesn't apply to uk universities fyi it's foreign foreign oh yeah you mentioned that the name is called foreign yeah foreign universities so i'm like that doesn't even make sense make it make sense so do they have anything that benefits like other than the graduate visa where you just finished and you're currently in the country, you're quickly mm-hmm. looking for a new job. Do they have mm-hmm. anything, you know, specifically for people that finished from UK schools? You mean besides the graduate visa? Like, you didn't hear me when I said, <laughs> aside the graduate visa. And I think I should already tell you, no. No. You see, Canada is calling you people. That's all I can we say go to, to Canada. You. Because there's a, there's a special pathway for people that actually have um you know canadian work experience mm. where you know if oh, you really? finish here, nice. that one is called canadian experience class so if you finished mm. you know your school here you get that in an equivalent of the graduate visa it's called postgraduate work permit here mm-hmm. you get three years on it if you get the caveats to this one is the skilled work experience that you need find one year minimum but the skill yes. work experience you need has to follow so in that noc zero a or oh, b, b so okay. you can't get that postgraduate work permit and i mean it makes sense you said you finished your bachelor's degree you finished your master's degree or phd you cannot say is um you know waitress mcdonald's yeah. experience you want to use mm-hmm. you know for that class so you need to fall in between one of those categories mm-hmm. and speaking of this noc code thing um, what you might find when you're looking for your job, like your occupation or your job title on there is, it might not be the same thing as what it is called in your country that is mm-hmm. being called here. Mm-hmm. So if you type in, you know, your your job title, if, you, if it doesn't come up, try and think of other names that it could fall under. Mm. Or maybe even search by, you know, industry. Yeah. You, find, you eventually find, you know, a name that is that kind of relates to what you're that doing relates to, to what you're doing so mm-hmm. regardless if in your country it is called a and on that noc grouping is called b it's fine so because what they did which is nice is other than listing the names of these occupations they list mm-hmm. the duties like your pretty much like a job that's description good yeah on there so if you read it and it, it looks like what you you're doing mm-hmm. that's fine and when you're submitting your documentation, document, I was going to say that you have to be aligned. And that's what I'm getting to. You can't mm-hmm. say you did the job and then your the description you're putting there does not match 
what they the, have yeah it has to match and you cannot write that thing yourself you can't sit down in your house and say yes no i have the experience no Mm-mm. it has to be on your your you know workplace you know document it has to be signed yeah, I, mean, I imagine All that everybody things. that is doing a full-time job or already beginning a contract of employment where you have your jd included in there uh, well, so, I can't what? say for eh? Nigerian for Nigerian eh? organizations where they will say a bracket of express entry. Eh? I said sorry, I said express um, um executive trainee or what do they call them? That everybody would go to like a training school oh. and your letter when you start at the beginning it yeah. says executive trainee on it. It doesn't list yeah, the exact it doesn't say what you're doing. Role you're going to be doing. Oh. So eventually, when Nigerian you started like when you assign. it's true you eventually if you if your you know letter of employment is like that where they put executive trainee or they just put um you know banking officer on it or whatever and the duties is not there when you want to submit this thing you have to go to your hr and your organizations need to do better honestly needs to like how can you be give, it's even wrong it's i mean there's an employment rights act here that was just updated in 2020 that list that you have to provide even if you're a casual worker even if you're a part-time mm-hmm. worker, you need to have your offer but that also contains your um list of what you're going to be doing. yeah your job description that's why when you say now nah, uh, you expect i say oh you've left nigeria since so you think that that's the way it is everywhere no my dear mm. <sighs> So even if it's not your, you know, letter of employment, you need to get it from your um, HR, HR. Mm-hmm. you know, and it has to correlate. You can't, the yeah. experience and duties has to correlate. Yeah. Um, and then you are attached those to your um, documentation. But really, those are like the pathways I think, you know, I can speak to yes. for um, Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Is there another one um, for you and your law? No, I think that's it. I have it actually. You, that, you can't. <laughs> It's not really the nicest. Canada is calling you people. <laughs> like said, people. Canada is calling you people. people. <laughs> Honestly, I think other than the fact that the wait time or the processing time when you submit your application can be really long. Compared Do I, to hear, I hear that there seems to be working, <laughs> working harder these days. That's what I hear. Ah. I don't know. But other than that, so let me let me just give you guys a tip. When you're submitting the application, see that you've submitted it is off your hands. Because honestly, you can't say. And they've been mm. saying, you know, since the pandemic, you know, processing times are slower, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Because previously before um pandemic, the what they say is the processing time for express entry is supposed to be six months, but we know how this thing is. But anyways, you guys just at least you know you are one step in when you submitted your right. application. So yeah, I mean you know that whatever changes, you know age change, um, employment change, all of that won't affect it. Once you get your ICA and you submit and you submitted the application, mm-hmm. even if you become thirty two mm-hmm. and the application is no year out, God forbid, do. But yeah you, you know you submitted it also you the best you can do is to ensure that every document that was required is provided and met, you've met ensure that those documents meet the um the requirements mm-hmm. proof of fund you know how the rate is moving like uh, i don't so know what not. so much buffer 
Only, oh, don't be put exact. Don't put exact amount. Buffer. Let that not be the reason why your application will be delayed. So just know that in your own capacity, to the best of your ability, you've done everything. You provided all the required um documents. You've completed the form the way you ought to. If you are not clear, there are different groups that you can join yeah. online that people have gone through the processes they are sharing their experience i know that yeah in the in the uk if you have not gone to Ireland, i don't know where you're going even in canada go on Ireland. there's also another website i think it's called canada visa i think maybe.com i can't remember but mm-hmm. you see these groups where yeah. you it will actually make you feel like you're not alone because mm-hmm. it might sometimes feel very overwhelming that you don't know what's happening you don't know when you get approved yes. when you see other people are in the same boat it just Maybe. makes it easier. Even yeah. even with the students one as well, people share their different experiences with this one as well. Because you might be trying to book appointment, medical appointments. You don't know how that goes. Or uh, you may be trying to book um maybe visa appointment for your biometric there might be some issues if you are in nigeria you know there's nothing that is straightforward mm-hmm. so you need that community to let you know that you're not the only one in there but you also find that there are people that have gone through the same process so if there's a particular document that you need to complete a form that you need to complete that you are not sure what resources you should put there or not joining those group and asking intelligent questions in the sense that you've done your research and there's nothing you can find out online <laughs> to let you know um then you can ask this question because i i'm also riled up sometimes and i don't even participate in those conversations when i go on Ireland and somebody's asking some questions and i'm thinking this thing is available somewhere I, let me tell you one personally this was a school one right i just I was looking for something else and I just remember checking the recent page for Ireland for school. And this person at least said the number, no, I was asking that what school can they apply for this program? And I liked huh? the responses that they got because somebody just responded, Google. Have you tried Google? Like, how difficult can it be in this age <laughs> and time? Like, you have to be kidding me. I will be so vexed. <laughs> yeah, so, yo, you just need to do your research. Every information that we got right now, we didn't carry it from our head. It didn't come from void. We went directly to the source. Just the way I said gov.uk for Canada is what? It's IRCC. So just Google IRCC or exactly. Immigration, Refugees and Citizenships Canada. That's it. That's yeah. it, guys. Any final thoughts? No. <laughs> oh, the, what the last one I was going to say is to begin, you have to actually begin to start. Yeah. This. So it's very easy to say I want to japa, but to mm. actually japa, you need to start doing something. So, mm. guys, if it's really one of your, you know, aspirations, yes, you need to start doing something um right That's, away. Something that I also say is um, if you these processes are not as difficult as it seems. Every information that an agent will give to you, they'll get from the source, like we said, from gov.uk and from IRCC. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you need to use an agent. I, I, I'm not for it. But if you think I'm that, that's what will make you feel comfortable. Whatever form yeah. they feel, ensure that you cross you check before it before it's submitted. Yeah. Whatever information, ensure that you... If there is a lot... You probably create an account. <laughs> Have your login to yes. your account. <laughs> <laughs> the voice stories are so true, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's All right, us. guys. 
Thank you so much for listening. You know, let us know how very helpful this episode is by dropping yes. comments, you know, um, or sharing us a DM. Yeah, sending yes. us DM or even email. Our email mm-hmm. is, you know, if you click the link in our bio, you bio see all the there. details there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so email us, send us a DM or put it in the comment section. We definitely love to hear from you. Yeah. Don't be stingy. Share this episode <laughs> with people. We know that everybody's trying to really jack, but share with people. Let people yeah. listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you guys. And catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.